People always ask how I balance my family life with 400 shows a year. I'm just doing what I love with the people I love. It's my magic life. I like Wes Isley. I like everything about him. All right. Tonight's episode, we have a return guest. We have Joseph Carrasco, which I can't say his name like as, as awesome as he can. But, um, dude, I had so much fun with you last time. We had to have you back. I'm like, yeah, it's been about a year. Let's let's get it back, man. So, everybody, it's Joseph. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, thank you for having me back. And uh, you say my last name probably about as good as I do, so no worries. Um, I have trouble rolling my heart sometimes, so no worries. <laughs> no, you can roll it. You did it in podcast one. Go ahead. I want to hear it. <laughs> uh, my name is Joseph Carrasco. There you go. There you go. I can't do that. I can't do that. I, gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta. I can't do it. I can't roll the R. <laughs> I always make fun of my mom because my mom, she gets mad at me because I say tortilla. And she's like, it's tortilla. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> How's your mom doing? Uh, she's great. Um, her, I have her on a fruit diet pretty much. Uh, we make smoothies. I got her the winter. And, uh, I looked up a lot of different types of berries and, and fruits that will help her with um, glucose because she's she has type 2 diabetes uh, and also she was having trouble with arthritis in her hands so i also got her eating papaya um and mainly papaya water so i boil the papaya uh, let the water cool then i throw the chunks of papaya in the water and she drinks that and that's been helping her arthritis and all the other fruits have been helping her with her glucose glucose numbers are down her um her blood pressure's down and she's down i believe last time she told me she's down 30 or 40 pounds um, and we are racing each other uh, to see if we can lose the most weight. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome, awesome, dude. That really is. So is your, is your wife on this diet as well? Um, no, I'm trying to get her on it, but um, she works uh, from home. And when she's done working, um, she kind of like tends with the, with the kids while I'm making dinner and, and doing other household responsibilities. So I'm trying to get her to go on walks with me a little bit more. Um, that was kind of the main thing that. I do that help me lose weight. Uh, my older dog, he's 14 this year, um, and he's going a little blind, and I'm trying to keep him as uh, energetic as possible. So I take him on walks at night, and I try to get her. I got her a Doberman because she said that if I got her a Doberman, she'd go on walks. Um, it means to be seen right now. I'm taking the Doberman on walks, but uh, she's getting there. Um, but I'm hoping that she'll she'll take it a little bit more seriously here and there. She does uh, – she does do a little bit of working out in the house. I'll help her out with that just because I did tell her I'm afraid that she's going to get blood clots because she does sit all the time. Um, so I got her doing squats and doing stuff like that. But as far as her taking it full serious, not yet. But we're getting there. <laughs> it's baby steps, man. It's yeah. just changing It's changing uh, your daily routine. That's all it is. You just got to put it in that schedule just like, hey, it's lunchtime. It's, it's workout time. Let's go. Yeah, but you can't force somebody who's not ready. Yeah. So no. once they're ready, they're ready and yeah. they do it. You know, you try and force them before that, you're just dragging them and it's not fun. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what we, we had that conversation where I told her, it's like, you know, when you're ready, you know, it's a mental switch that goes off. Um, you know, and, and I've, I've had that conversation before with like addiction. You know, um, I've been off cigarettes for my daughter's going to be seven uh, this June, and I haven't had a cigarette since my wife got pregnant with her. So it's been almost, what, eight years, seven years, uh, that I haven't had a cigarette. And uh, I told her it was a lot easier to do that when mentally I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same thing working out. I My blood sugar was getting kind of high. Diabetes runs in my family. I was 
ISO was 260 and it just a uh, switch went off. Like, you know what? I, I want to be there for my kids. I want to see my kids grow up and I want to be the dad in their life. So I got to take it seriously. And, um, that's my motivation. So I just kind of, she has to find what her motivation is and then we can go from there. Yeah. Dude, exactly. how much were you smoking? I don't care if it's a cigarette a day. It's hard to quit. I was, uh, well, I had started smoking when I was 12. Oh, um, and I got to a point where I did, I was an electrician for a little while and I'm afraid of heights. So I was literally going through about two packs a day when I was an electrician at, at my highest. Wow. <laughs> wow. And cutting that out. I mean, just cold turkey? Yes, sir. You uh, didn't the do day the that we found out my wife was pregnant and we looked at that little <clears throat> pee stick and it said that she was positive, um, I said no more. Um, and the hardest part um, is is honestly, once you get over that mental hurdle, it, it takes about three or four days. Uh, there's cravings that will, will hit. And after that fourth day, you can breathe better. You, you wake up and you can breathe. Food tastes better. I think that's one of the reasons why I did put on weight too when I was quitting. I was eating everything. Um, and then also I think it was the, the fact that I had like the oral fixation, um, the, the having something between the fingers and, and going to the mouth and fingers. So I ate a lot of lollipops when I was at work. I had a lot of, I, I, my coworkers used to call me Razor Ramon because I would have a toothpick in my mouth and it was just something to chew on. So I used to mess with my coworkers and be like, hey, yo, chico, flick the toothpick at them. Uh, but yeah, it was, I think the, that oral fixation and also just doing it for so long, uh, made it hard because I did try to quit a few times, but again, mentally, I didn't really want to. Um, and that's kind of like my battle with sodas right now is I want to quit sodas because I don't need them, but it's so hard. Sugar and caffeine is harder than cigarettes, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a coffee guy myself, man. I had, well, we just went to drop off my, my RV today. It was an hour drive and I had, I brought a thing with me and it was three cups of coffee just for an hour drive. So... Yeah, I love oh, nice. coffee. coffee. <laughs> I thought it was more than three cups. Not more than three cups? It's 30 ounces. Is that 30 cups? Is that three cups? That's... Eight ounces to a cup. All right, so it's more than three cups. Yes, and I had a cup before <laughs> I filled that thing up. But I like coffee. I like coffee. So so do you drink your coffee black or do you add sugar and cream? <clears throat> Today, accidentally, I had it black. Um, I just made it so quick. I made the big thing and I didn't put any sugar in it. We're trying to lose okay. weight and exercise and be good, too. Natalie's become a health coach. She's lost 70 pounds. I've lost 50 in the past year. Nice. And um, I put Splenda in my coffee. Can't have dairy anymore unless I take pills because I'm lactose intolerant over the past four years. Oh, no. So that messed your coffee. I mean, my coffee used to be light brown, you know. It was very, very pale. A lot of cream and a lot of sugar. And uh, now it's just sugar. But today, I was just choking it down. I'm like, honey... <laughs> every, every, I can't do it. My friend calls it cowboy coffee. I can't do the cowboy coffee. I'm too much of a, not on a daily basis. In an emergency, that's all I had. That's what I had. But no, uh, not what I want. The more, the more you do it, the, the, the easier it becomes. Um, I used to put a lot of sugar in my coffee when I was younger, and then as I got older, I kind of just started slowly taking the sugar out, slowly put less and less uh, cream in, in, in my coffee, and now I drink my coffee black. Um, it's kind of the same thing with, with bourbon. I'm, I'm a new whiskey guy, and, and uh, it's my new thing, I guess, that I've, that I've gotten into. And I try to get my mom and my, my wife into drinking bourbon with me, and, and uh, they, they won't do it. And I told them, once you get past the burn and you get used to it, same thing with coffee, it just becomes normal. And, and you start to actually taste 
the 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 flavors that you hear all the people talk about. It sounds weird. It's like, oh, there's honey and there's cherry and there's, you can actually start to taste that stuff um, on the back end once you get past the heat. It's kind of the same thing with the, the coffee. Once you get past that bitterness, you can start tasting those chocolate flavors and, and, and whatnot in your coffee. Uh, but yeah, it just it's 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 an acquired taste. And I think as I get older, uh, bitter things are just I'm okay with it. <laughs> what about bourbon in your coffee? Have you done that yet? I have <laughs> not, um, but I have bought. Jameson has a um, cold brew um, whiskey that they came out with, and it is divine. It is coffee flavored whiskey, basically. <laughs> See, I'm a Fireball guy, but I can I can sip on Fireball. I don't know. If I sip on it, I just I end up going to sleep. I just I get drunk and go to sleep, I guess. I don't know. But if I make a mixed drink, like I could drink that all night long and then I'll worry about the calories like I'm doing something wrong cuz I could just throw those back. They're too easy. So that's like just chugging soda. So then I, then I feel guilty cuz I don't want to get big yeah. again, you know? So it's like, Burr. so maybe I just need the sipping and falling asleep, but then I'm asleep <laughs> at 9 p.m. and she's putting the kids to bed and everything. So Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got some growing up one to do, I think. Of, one of the best ways to approach bourbon, like, as I say here, sipping on one, um, or whiskeys are, like, when you're drinking them, uh, one of the best things that I've told my mom and my wife to do when, they're, when we're doing tastings is to, one, you don't want to drink it fast, right? You want to sip it like it's a hot tea or a hot beverage or a hot coffee, you know? You don't want to take a whole bunch of it in. You want just enough to coat your palate so you can taste those flavors. Um, and then it also, like I said, as you drink it, you start getting used to that burn. But also just start with lower proof stuff. You start with lower proof stuff. A lot of times it's a little bit sweeter. Um, it's it's not aged as long, so it's a little bit thinner on the palate, so it's not coating your tongue, not burning the back of your throat, and then you can build your way up to the to the higher proof stuff. Yeah, I can't set I can't sit back and just if I'm drinking, I'm drinking. I'm drink I can't sip, I guess. My ice ball is melting. <laughs> it's like, I'm in a hurry. I'm racing the ice ball, you know? It's not, it's not oh, okay, gotcha. I don't know why I'm in no hurry, but I am. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> so let's talk about, let's talk about your music, man. How's, how's the music scene going? Um, music's going good. I haven't done much since the last time we talked as far as releasing is concerned. I have been writing a lot. Um, and now with me, with Brutal Block, just kind of blossoming and, and being this thing. I started Brutal Block just to play DJ, um, just to have fun. Uh, I like to hear my own voice. I like to play music that I like, and, and I want to be able to kind of listen back to it myself and jam out to those bands. Um, and then it kind of evolved into this, this awesomeness that just caught on with bands, caught on with the metal scene. Uh, because we don't gatekeep, because we don't do subgenres, uh, we're not subgenre specific, um, bands are now starting to send all their music to Super Cool Radio, to Brutal Block, to Matthew Thomas, and um, yeah, man, it, it's really ignited a flame in my own writing, um, hearing what the new bands are coming out with nowadays, and, and the technicality, and, and just the, the sound co that comes from bands that are just independent, purely independent, 100% independent, working in their own home studios, and the, the, the product that's coming out um, is just amazing, and it, it, it's, I'm very competitive, um, and I like healthy competition. So it's, it's made me go, okay, I need to sit down, I need to focus, and I need to finish these songs. Because right now I have about 25 tracks that are unfinished, that are either I have a, a first verse and a chorus, um, 
and I just need to continue it. Or I have some songs that just I'm stuck in the bridge, um, and I just need to figure out the bridge and an outro, and then we're good. And then there's other tracks that I just need to lay vocals down. Um, living in a one-bedroom apartment with two kids uh, and two giant dogs is a little hard. So <laughs> eventually I'll get it done. I'm hoping to release at least two or three tracks before the end of this year. Uh, I'm still very into releasing just singles. I don't think I'll ever do an actual full album uh, just because I like the idea of just releasing tracks when I finish them. Uh, it never occurred to me. To it never <laughs> occurred to me that you could have multiple songs not finished. I thought you're working on one song and you had to finish that one. To start. Oh. I never maybe a song title or an idea, <clears throat> but not like I got first verse and a chorus and then it, so it waits stopped. for six months. But then you think of something else and so you start <clears throat> a new one and you start working on that and that one's waiting. I never thought of yeah, that. It's come a, up with an idea. It's very ADHD style writings with with a lot of musicians. It's just like because a lot of times you'll have like an idea too. Like if you're just like fiddling around on the guitar and you're just kind of just playing just exercising because like, a lot of times when i practice um i'll spend like an hour of just doodling on the guitar just to keep my fingers with that muscle memory um so a lot of times when you're doodling you just end up coming up with something that sounds really cool and so because i have the tools at my disposal to record on the fly um i'll spend the time to be like okay you know what's what's the tempo What's the time signature? Okay, I got all that. Okay, let me record it real quick. And then I'll record just that section, uh, that riff or whatever, and then I may go eat dinner or something, and I come back, and then I'll listen to it, and I'm like, oh, this is a really cool drum part. I can do this drum fill here, and then I'll, I'll you know, record that part. And then it's just kind of like, it's like building blocks. Um, there are times when I sit down and try to force myself to write a full song, but I don't want to force it. So... Um, it's just kind of like do things in sections and then come back to it later. If I hit a wall, I'll do something else, come back to it later. There's been days where I've I've literally recorded five different riffs for five different songs in, in a day of just jamming out by myself. And then I'm, I come back to it a month later and then I'm able to finish them. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of ideas that get thrown against the wall and then I come back to them later. I don't, wanna, I don't ever want to stress myself out, especially being a solo artist. I don't have ideas to bounce off of other people. So I, I have a very laid back approach to my songwriting <laughs> and then now with something like uh chat gpt uh, these artificial intelligence uh, apps are becoming really popular i even mess around with those sometimes and if i want to experiment outside of the metal genre uh, i'll use it as a tool to kind of write a country song or a punk song i have a few of those you know in in on the back burner uh, that I, I'm, I'm shy to release but eventually i'll i'll, I'll, I'll feel confident enough to release them but chat, chat bt GPT has been a great tool to use as far as to get lyric ideas, not fully take everything that they say because it's AI, so it's not perfect, but it'll give me an idea, um, and then I can work with that. Or I can say, hey, give me a chord progression in, in the style of country, since I don't really know country chord progressions very, very well. It'll give me a, a chord progression that I can work with and then write around. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. That's a neat idea. So what instruments do you play? I know you play the drums. I know you play the bass, but you play regular guitar as well. Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Um, and then as, as far as like keyboard and stuff, um, I can use my software to kind of do that as well, use it to make a template. Um, I do play piano uh, occasionally. I'm, I'm not as confident on piano as I am guitar, bass, and drums, but I do that as well. But eventually I want to learn accordion and saxophone as well. Uh, violin is really hard, so I might actually have to 
take classes to get that because that's one of the ones that I want to move into. <laughs> it's fun though. Once you get it down, it's fun to do. It really is. Yeah, I just have a hard time with the whole stick on the strings and, it's, and doing two I, things I can never different. Get a sound. Well, my teacher made me do when I first started. She said this is pretty much what we're doing when you're when you're um, playing violin. You pat your head with one hand and you rub your belly with the other. You can do two different things with each hand. You can do, you know, the bow and the and the fingers on the string. So I felt silly nice. doing it when we first started. But I was like, okay. And I would go, yeah, I would mess it up. I'd start patting my belly and rubbing my, I'm like, wait, no, wait. So, yeah. Yeah. And then it just comes second nature. Funny enough, funny enough, as a drummer, it's kind of the same concept. Mm -hmm. Yet. I can't. I can't do that. The pat, I, I I can play drums, but I can't do the whole patting the head, circle stomach thing. I end up messing it up, getting really confused. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna work on it now, so that way <laughs> I pick up yeah. a violin again. I'm ready. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I don't know that that did anything. I think that was just filler for your teacher. Hands. I yeah. get it. I get. And it. This is put, muscle memory. And then You're gonna get it eventually. No, but uh, now switch it. Now go no, to the other hand because no. you can't because it's muscle memory. See, you can't do. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> now go the other way. <laughs> Thank you. I just did it. You're welcome. All right. You got but it. Listen, you got it. listen. And you're used to a guitar that has the, what do they call it? The, the frets. The frets. So um, when I was learning violin, they she put tape where each, because it's spaced out different. It's not equal spaces between your first, second, and third finger for the most part. So if you put a little bit of tape that you can take off later and doesn't leave yuckiness on, you just put that on until you learn right where to put your fingers. Just a couple tips, just to help you if you nice. want to learn. So there you go. You got to teach That's her. All over I got. She'll teach you over Zoom. Oh, I don't know that I can teach you, but I, I, hey, I got a couple tips. She'll trade That's you it. guitar lessons for violin lessons, and I'm being serious about that one because I just bought her a guitar and yeah. she has no idea what she's doing. Oh, I don't, nice. and I do want to learn. I've got a DVD <clears throat> and I've got some books that have chords in it, so I'm trying, but inevitably, I never have time. Like, you need to practice every day. I don't have time to practice every day because we have two-year-old twins and an eleven-year-old daughter that have to homeschool and a business to run. So by the time I pick it up, after I've, I learned three chords, I'm like, all right, I got this down. And the next time you pick it up, I'm like, I can't remember it. So. <laughs> and then people do variations. You look up stuff. People do variations on the chords. Right. So this guy's D chord looks different from that guy's D. It's like why? If it's a D chord, why is it different? different? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. And that could also be based on on the, the, the tuning that they're using. Like a lot of the stuff that I write tends to be in like a drop C tuning um, instead of standard. Uh, if I do more like the folk country style type stuff, I tend to do what they call dad gad, um, which is a, uh, a, a tuning that's used a lot, kind of like Irish uh, folk music. Um, so it could be the tuning as well. But I'll let you in on a secret. Okay. Most guitar players are, most guitar players couldn't tell you what they're doing anyway. Uh, just kind of go for it and we just play and whatever sounds cool sounds cool i mean look at somebody like dave Grohl. if you ask dave Grohl what he's doing he, he, he won't be able to verbally tell you he's he said that before in interviews where he's just like ah, i just play what sounds cool okay <laughs> uh, yeah and that's kind of one of the things that i always try to tell musicians too that are starting out is that never never think that you're doing something wrong when it comes to music music is still an art form uh, there's no right or wrong way to do it make and create things that you enjoy and that you find joy in and, and you'll be fine. You'll be rocking. Um, I, I never write a song or a riff with the mindset of like, Oh, I wonder what these people are going to think, or I wonder what my fan base is going to think. I write for myself. 
Um, I share with fans uh, because I want to. Um, I, I've never gone into music with the mindset of, I mean, and I, it's kind of how I live my life. I don't ever seek validation from anyone. Uh, I love who I am, and uh, I know that every day uh, I need to do better and be better. Um, and so I'm very self-aware in that aspect, and it's kind of the same thing with my music. I, I write what I want to listen to, uh, basically, and then I put it out there for people. If you don't like it, then it wasn't for you. Um, if you like it, awesome. Hop on the on the boat and let's ride this wave together. <laughs> that is very nice that you're saying that you can't really mess up because it's art and it's their thing. But we've heard people mess up. We've heard some bad music out there. <laughs> we work street festivals. We work county fairs, and they don't want to pay anybody. So, I mean, you get the music that, oh, my gosh, I hope they're warming up. No, they're in front of a crowd. But that's usually people doing somebody else's music. And then so then they're, like, out of tune or they're not, yeah. So they're, but I think he's saying when you're making your own stuff, creating your own music. Yeah. Copying somebody yeah, else, you kind of have to play in tune. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I got it. I got it. So, I can't... All right, so I think of you as like a heavy metal dude, right? Hearing that you're doing punk and country, you got your instrument tuned to an Irish type of tuning, playing country music. Do you have the country twang when you're singing? Have you put the vocals on it yet? I'm... Uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying uh, I, that's why I haven't released some of that stuff yet. Um, I'm still a little um, nervous about it. What I will do for you guys is I did release a song that is not metal that is on my Cognitive Discourse YouTube channel. Um, I will give you the link to that. So if people want to hear something that I'm doing outside of metal, um, they can check it out. Um, understand that I am also still trying to develop my voice, trying to find my voice. Um, so it's not quite perfect. Um, but I put that out there for myself. Um, to just kind of have that experience. So, like, if I have people come up and be like, hey, man, you're doing something outside of metal, what does it sound like? I can kind of, here you go. <laughs> Very um, cool, dude. So, yeah, I'll definitely link that to you guys um, because just not only singing, but I'm also trying to develop my voice for voice acting. Um, so I've been doing stuff like that as well, um, just trying to find my voice. So eventually I'm hoping I can get there, but I might have to get a vocal coach because I don't, I'm not comfortable just yet. Are you doing anything like Fiverr, just throwing your name in the ring and saying, hey, I can do some voiceover stuff for you, anything like that? My buddy, shout out to Jerry Salazar, he has been bugging me to make a Fiverr. Uh, my issue with that right now is, I, is simple answer is no. Um, the reason why I haven't done that just yet is because I don't feel comfortable enough in my my voice work and my editing skills to charge people. Um it's, 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 a, it's a hurdle that I myself need to overcome. Um, the stuff that I've shown friends and stuff, they're like, dude, you should charge people to do this stuff. I've helped out other podcasts in the past uh, doing voiceovers for them, doing intros. And when I say intros, I mean doing full-on voice work, background music, all the Foley stuff. Uh, I've done all of that. Um, but I kind of just did it for free to kind of help build my resume. So when I do finally get to the point where I feel like I am good enough to charge people, and comfortable in charging people, knowing what my price is, and being firm on that, um, I have stuff to show to uh, sell myself on those people. <laughs> that makes sense. No, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, can you bring in, I guess just starting from the gate, you'll start at a higher thing. 
I was saying if you're just trying to break into the market and Fiverr, just start with a $5 package, they get what they pay for. They get five bucks. And if your editing's not 100% perfect, it's only five bucks. And as you get better, you'll have all this clientele behind you, and then you can start making it more and more. But I don't know if you have time for that for five bucks. might not be worth it. But getting paid something to learn on the fly, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But, um, yeah, my, my, my issue with a lot of that is um, I like making content. I like, do, like what we're doing right now. I, I have so much fun doing this type of stuff. Um, I, I just like creating, and it's hard for me to, I, don't know, I guess it kind of sounds a little hippie-ish, but it's hard for me to, to uh, charge people for, for stuff. I, I, I guess I don't really see my, my value in, in the work. Uh, it is a lot of work to do, uh, but I, I, I just enjoy the process. Um, and so it's really hard for me to kind of be like, yeah, you should pay me for doing this. Um, I know I should. Um and the fact that I value the work as much as I do, I know there should be a price tag on it. Um, it's just hard for me to do that. And I guess it's also because I do other things that I want to make money at, um, that I want to get to a position where I can continue doing voiceover work or like podcasters and, and DJs that are also, that they're not, they're not breaking in huge numbers. So um, being able to do stuff for them that they can't do themselves, um, I get some type of satisfaction out of it. Um, just being able to help out fellow podcasters, help out fellow musicians, help out fellow story writers who are just trying to get their feet planted. Um, I, I enjoy doing that. So my mindset is on other things money-wise. Um, like we were talking coffee. Uh, I'm actually working on trying to get a coffee brand in stores. Cool. Um, so there's there's other things that I want to do that will bring in that revenue. And hopefully those things work so I can continue to do help out other podcasters and, and people who need that type of work that I've put my time in learning how to do to be able to give that to them and say, hey, man, like, good luck. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Hope, hope, hope it works. Yeah, that's really sweet. All right, tell I me like about that. your coffee. I want to know about your coffee. You got so many things going on. You need another thing. What? <laughs> tell me about Tell me about your – I'm in the same boat, man. I just – I love it. I can't – if I have a day off and I'm not busy or keeping my hands busy and my mind occupied on a project – we're in trouble because he starts something new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I start a new, I start a new career, I start a new project. Yeah, yeah. Um, just well, a couple weeks I ago. I don't want to go. I don't want to go too deep into the actual <laughs> name of all the stuff, but um, there are. I'm in the process of trying to brand a few things, and one of those brands I want to push to have not only coffee but some kind of dive into the hygiene world as far as like bar soaps and lotions and cologne and stuff like that. Um, but the coffee is going to play off of that brand as well. Um, and I'll, I can fill you guys in off, off the recording, but, um, but yeah, there's, there's a few brands that I'm trying to build and, and coffee's one of them. And I've, I've been talking to a couple wholesale coffee companies. Um, it's really cool because you can, some of these companies, you know, you pay them a fee and, and they basically do everything for you. So they'll send you, different types of coffee beans that you can try and you find out what flavors you like and then they kind of blend everything. Uh, you send them your logo and then they basically manufacture the coffee. They bag it. They, they do all the stuff for you. Um, and then they just send it to you. And then of course, you know, you take it and my legwork will be once it's distributed to me to find people who can sell it. So I want to start kind of grassroots with the mom and pop coffee shops 
um, see if I can get it in there. Uh, and then my ultimate goal is to try to get um, HEB involved. So I'm a Texas boy through and through. Um, I want to represent Texas as much as I can. So uh, Target, Walmart, I'm not interested in those. Uh, what I'm interested in is a Texas-based company. Um, so I would love to get my coffee in HEB. And then, of course, with the brand, there's other things that are tied to it. Um, so it would also have its own space in the, on the Internet, on a website that you can purchase it if you are not if you don't live in Texas. But the main goal is to get an HEB. Um, it's kind of the same thing with I, I'm looking for uh, one of the reasons why I got into bourbon is I'm, I'm looking for a distillery that I can work with eventually to push that brand as well and eventually have a, a bourbon. <laughs> There's um, a lot of red tape with that one, though. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I don't know. So many people have their own tequilas and their own stuff now. I don't know. Is tequila easier for some reason? It seems like everybody has their own tequila nowadays. Um, um, well, I mean, I was speaking more of just like the legality of, of everything and what I might have to pay to get the, to be able to uh, put my my brand on a label to be able to sell that that liquor. Um, with bourbon, it's a little, little harder because, like, again, there, there's a lot of rules as far as how you're. If, if you want a whiskey, there's less rules, but if you want a bourbon, like I was telling you, it has to be a fifty. Corn mash uh, in fifty-one percent of corn in the mash bill has to be in charred oak barrels. The barrels are sometimes hard to come by, um, and so that's why you have like limited releases and all that type of stuff. And then they get really kind of weird with the demand versus what they have available. And then there's a secondary market that really drives the price. And I don't want to have a bourbon that's like that. I want to have like the everyday drinker type bourbon. Like you've had a long day at work, you want to come home. I want my bourbon to be that bourbon that you can grab off the shelf because you know, hey, I can go and buy this stuff easily, and it's not a, a unicorn. There's a lot of unicorn bourbons out there um, that I personally, as a bourbon collector, don't even care to have in my collection. Uh, I, I like to drink my bourbon because I enjoy drinking it. I don't want to buy a bottle and not open it and be like, I'm not opening this because it was $150. Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't want to drink it, and it's hard to find. Yeah. I can't wait to find out about this brand. I me with my marketing thing is just trying to fit everything under the umbrella. You said health products and coffee and bourbon, but so branding it all together. I'm just, that's unique. When I get, when I tell you the name, you'll be like, ah, okay. It makes sense. Uh, because there's, there's a particular market that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gearing towards. Um, do you, yeah. Do you uh, own the website already? I'm, I'm, uh, not yet. I need to go. I need to get on the ball and do that. That's one of the reasons why I haven't said, right. The actual name itself, but uh, yeah, if I if I own the website, I would I would have totally put it out there in public. But because I'm I'm still in the works of everything, um, money is also a, a huge issue to get started at a base level for coffee. Uh, you need at least five Gs uh, to even get started, uh, and then and again that five thousand includes the the beans that they're going to send you, it, uh, all the, the the packaging um, and all that stuff. So it's it's very expensive to get into, but uh, it, it's definitely one of my main goals. Now, are you? It, it's your job to warehouse it. <clears throat> yes, excuse me. Um, the company that I've talked to, yes, um, I've talked to a few companies, and the one that I've talked to that I've <clears throat> excuse me. Is it burning? <laughs> Should I talk for a second? Is it burning? <laughs> yeah, it went down the wrong. The wrong You're good. Way. You're good. But the company that I talked to, they um, they said that I need a place to house it. <laughs> They'll manufacture it, and then I'm kind of waiting until I have a house so I can just put it in the garage um, <clears throat> and try to temper, temperature control it the best I can. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I have a I have a magician friend who got into the coffee business, but um, his warehouse was robbed, and they ruined all of his stock, and he never did coffee again. Aww. But I think it's because oh man, it cost he they they ruined all of his. They punched holes in it. They they scattered it on the floor. They did all so he threw it all away. But it's five G's to get into it, so he's lost all that money, and to get it all, just to place another order, it's five grand. Right. Just to start it over again. Right. So, and maybe and that's got... and that's on the low end. That, that 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 he probably could have paid even more, depending on on the the choice of beans that he wanted to use. Yeah. Um, so there's like tier levels as well. So like you pay the five thousand, they're like, okay, these are the beans that we're going to offer to you to try. Um, if you want to try some more of the, the more rare type stuff. You want to be able to charge more. Well, you have to hit this this next tier. Um, and again, I'm still really new to it. I, I don't know a lot about it. I'm sure there's people out there that are, are way more knowledgeable in it than I am. Um, it's still a learning process for me. But just knowing that the basic package is at five grand, I'm like, oof. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> wow, wow. So, uh, is your wife have any ideas of what she's putting in the brand? Does she have any input? Does she have any ideas to help you out? Or is this all you? My wife. Um, she actually is getting into, um, so last time we talked, I was telling you that we did perler art and that we sell bar soaps and stuff like that already. She's been getting into, um, wanting to make candles. Um, and so we've been looking at different oils. We've been messing around with different smells, trying to find out which candles that we want. Of course, she wants to make a candle that is underneath the brand that I'm trying to push. Um, so we've, we've talked about that. She's also thought about making her own makeup line. Um, starting out with, you know, lip balms and, and, and uh, uh, like the lip, I think they're called lip balms, but she, she's been looking in how to do that as well. So uh, I know my wife eventually wants to walk away from corporate America like I did. Um, so she's, I'm trying my best to help her kind of uh, learn the tricks of the trade and we're just learning together. So yeah, she's definitely, she has an entrepreneur mindset as well. Um, it's just, again, money and time is it's really kind of major factor right now as far as us trying to get everything done yeah with you doing everything and having your fingers in many pies do you have do you have uh patreon do you do you do do you play with patreon at all i don't have patreon or anything like that um now i do do cognitive discourse through uh buzzsprout and funny enough i took a month off uh this past month i took april off didn't do anything the month of April with Cognitive Discourse, and my numbers skyrocketed out of nowhere. Like, I'm talking, it went 10 times what I'm used to getting. Uh, it blew my mind, because every week they send me an email telling me what my numbers were for that week. And I it just I was like, whoa, my numbers just kind of like skyrocketed out of nowhere. Um, with Buzzsprout, it is a premium service. You do pay monthly for it. Um, but it's starting to kind of pay off right now. They, they do have kind of like a, a Patreon-esque setup where you can pay monthly for, for the content to support the show, but I could also make side content for them. Um, so I just signed up for that, um, and it's something that I just recently started pushing. So I do have a Patreon-type thing, um, and I'm just glad that it's done through Buzzsprout, because with Buzzsprout, uh, if I do start getting money through there, I can use that money to automatically pay for my monthly subscription to use the service, and then they send the, the, the remaining money to my PayPal, which I can I have typed directly to my bank account, and I can I can. It's it's very simple, and I didn't have to worry about setting up anything. I just basically confirmed that I want to be a part of it, and boom, they hit me up with the link, and everything was already set up for me. So and it's all in one place. Easy. 
Yeah, it's one place yeah. is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're really enjoying our Patreon. We have, uh, we teach magic lessons and we do the, the podcast extras here. We do our television show where I have to send it to the network anyway. So I have to put my side of the commercials in and the network puts their side of commercials in. But as I'm editing, I just leave the commercials out. When I send it off to get closed captioned, it's 22 minutes exactly. And that's what I nice. show people on the Patreon. They get the raw footage of my television show because they're paying. They don't have to sit through the commercials. It's just, you know, yep. I like it. People are liking it. So I'm, I'm having fun with bands it. Bands have been, yeah, bands have been killing it with that. Uh, shout out to Casket Robbery. They're one of the bands that really, they, they do exactly what you guys do with, with Patreon. Um, and they're killing it with it. I mean, they release their music early. Or fans that are that are paying for it, um, I believe they call their their fan base uh, that Patreon the Coven, um, and I mean they, they get all kinds of they do movie nights with their fans where they, they they do exactly what we're doing and they just watch movies with with fans on Discord and and I mean there's there's a market there for it and I love seeing it. Um, again, just me, I think I, I end up battling myself a lot of being like, well, what can I offer? Because right. I, I, I put everything out there for free, so it's like, what can I? What, I feel weird being like, what can I charge um, that isn't that, that's different from what I'm giving out that's free, you know? But it's not. No, it's not. It's not a paywall. It's not that. It's I'm I'm doing this extra just for them. I can't oh, okay. I can't give away magic tricks for free. I can't put that on YouTube. I don't want to be one of those guys that exposes yeah, magic. But if they're buying Patreon. And they're they're subscribing to me, and they want to see. Uh, we did a hangout with all my Patreon people, and we're just in the room. Natalie and I just sat here and talked to them for an hour, and said, "Hey, what do you guys want?" And one of the guys said, "You have a great collection. If you just showed us different things in your collection, that'd be very interesting." And he said, "You don't have to teach me the secret to it." And I'm like, "You're paying me. I can show you the secrets to these things. Doesn't mean you can do it, and it doesn't mean that you know I own the rights to that trick. But this was made in the '60s." I mean, this right here, this was made in the 60s. They don't make this anymore, so I can show them how it works. They have to get one in a in an auction lot somewhere because you're not going to find it anywhere else. And I'm not going to, I'm not taking money out of David Copperfield's pocket by showing them that trick. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to put anybody yeah. out of business. So, uh, yeah, we're having fun with that, man. Um, but yeah, you, I think I need to, I probably need to sit down and, and really kind of, um, think about, my, my issue I think is I, I overthink a lot of things and, and then hearing the way you talk about that, it, it makes me, I, I think I need to sit down and kind of just go over like, Hey man, stop questioning yourself so much and just kind of have fun with it. And the right people will come around that, that are willing to, to pay to see that type of stuff. You know, what sounds cool to me. Um, it, and it doesn't sound cool to you at all, but a third of a song is almost finished. You know what? I got the, I got the beginning and the chorus. I don't have all the music put in yet. It's nowhere near where I would like it. But tell me what you guys think. You're charging them a couple dollars a month. That's something. And you're giving them your heart because it's not done. It's no, you don't want the world hearing it, but they can hear it. Um, I did a magic trick called um, Metamorphosis. And we did the switch. It's the, I get tied in a box and in a bag and handcuffs. She locks the box, put handcuffs, put the locks and chains around the box. She climbs on top, throws a curtain up, and then I'm on top of the box in three seconds. Unlock the locks, and she's in the bag in the handcuffs. Metamorphosis. Oh, nice. I showed my Patreon people a fail video. I wouldn't want that out there in the world, but they're following me. They're part of my journey. 
I went to do the switch and I fell off the back of the box because we're oh, no. we're we're going past each other. We're doing magic in the dark. And she hit me as I'm trying to catch this thing and I fell off the back of the box and we step on a little what is it called? The little step stool. Step stool hit me in the ribs. I thought I broke my ribs, knocked the air out of me and I'm uh, but we got it on video. And you know what? People Luckily, Patreon, it was just rehearsal. <laughs> it was rehearsal. Yeah. And people on Patreon gets to see that. No one else gets to see that. But no. my Patreon people. Yes. Because they're supporting me in a way that they're not just buying a ticket to a show. They're supporting me monthly. And they're, they're there for me every week. And thank you guys. You know? And that's what you're giving them. Think of it that way. Not just a paywall. Well, thank you. Thanks for sharing that, because that, that definitely um, that allows me to kind of look at it completely differently. I was looking at, at Patreon as, as a, man, this is another thing that I have to put a lot of thought into. But, but um, yeah, that's that's a cool way to look at it. I think just sitting down with, with, with fans and being able to just be like, hey, man, y'all want to see my writing process? Like, I think that would be an interesting thing to, to do. Yeah. And if you just go, if you just go on YouTube and Google, you know, um, uh, you know, Patreon for musicians. I mean, you'll have a whole bunch of different. This is what I offer. This is what I offer. Well, you can pick, pick and choose from that. You know, I haven't done that with Magic, but I kind of know what my people want, and I've sat down with my people and asked them what they wanted. But I do bloopers. I do first look. So we do our television show where we're filming. But it won't go to my vlog for another six months, and it won't go to TV for another two years. So they get it. Oh, wow. They get the raw footage. Like, I'll, I'll take chunks of the first look, and they get raw footage now where they won't go to TV for two years. It might not go to TV. That's awesome. So just different things like That's that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. You ought to sign up. It's really cool. My Patreon. <laughs> West, <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> Wes underscore Isaac. No, um, so let's get back to you, man. So your uh, television, your T-shirt company. Are you still doing the T-shirt? Uh, I am. I am. Um, the sad part is that uh, a lot of the pod companies are kind of falling at the wayside. They're they're um, they're not as good as they were, um, and so because of that, I, I, it really is kind of the nail in the coffin for me as far as telling the wife like I want to do this independently. I, I want to do it myself. So I have been looking at machines that I want to. Try to be able to print the shirts myself. Uh, I'm still making tons of designs. I, I always have the design saved on my computer for when I'm ready. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of again one of those things where we're just waiting till we get a house. We're hoping to get a house soon. Um, although with the prices of houses right now, it's kind of crazy. But once we have a house and I have a little more space, um, our our goal is to put our money towards getting that printer so I can start printing T-shirts, start selling them online on my own, um, and that way I can actually get more profit. Um, because of right now, even with inflation, my T-shirts, I wanted to keep them at the price point that they were a year ago. Um, so you can still buy my shirts at nineteen ninety nine. Um, I see a lot of people selling their shirts for $35. And uh, I could do that. But again, I, I, I'd rather just keep it at nine, nineteen ninety nine. I take a hit in the profit margin. Um, the company itself that's, that's printing them isn't. But again, I look at it like it's a temporary thing once I'm able to uh, print them myself. Um, I definitely look at the price again based on materials and, and adjust it as such. I'm not looking to get rich off this stuff, but if I can make a decent living off of it, um, I wanted to try to keep my prices um, super competitive. And if I'm undercutting other people, then I, I really don't care because I'm, I'm making the designs myself. So um, again, I want to be able to sell stuff at a reasonable price for people 
um, and and them enjoy enjoy the product. I can't wait to see this new house. I want to see pictures. You're going to have a T-shirt factory, a candle factory, coffee, a coffee wall, a bourbon <laughs> wall, uh, soap, soap making. Golly, dude! And music. You got the drum kit in the corner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I told the wife if I have to keep a good portion of it in the garage and then in my office, um, as long as she gives me the garage and, and a room to turn into my office, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be happy. And, and she's the great thing is my wife has has has, uh, has backed me a hundred percent. I've 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 felt I've had a lot of um, self doubt in myself recently, um, but I see the ball rolling. My wife sees the numbers growing. And we both understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Um, the fact that we're here in year two of doing this stuff and my wife hasn't uh, gotten on me yet has been a blessing. I've even had that serious talk with her. I said, hey, you know, do you want me to go back to work even if it's part time? And she said, no, you're, you're as long as you're staying active with what it is that you're doing. I don't care because my wife makes really good money. So um, the little bit of money that I bring to the table is laughable compared to what she is, what she does. And, Again, we've had that conversation. She's like, look, you, you've worked. Uh, at 18, I dropped out of high school. I signed myself out, and I went to work right away. And I've, I've, I've done manual labor jobs. I've worked long hours. Uh, I've had jobs where I work six days a week, 12-hour days. Um, so I'm not afraid of work. I'm not afraid of sweat and bleeding and coming home sore. Um, but she's the one that constantly is the one that's telling me, you know, hey, the, the amount of time and effort that you put in at corporate jobs and not, and you weren't appreciated for it, take that same energy and put it into your side hustles. And I know that we will see success out of it eventually. Um, so huge shout out to her. I love her for that. And, and it, I, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for her allowing me to, to do it, even though there are days when I feel like I'm, I'm a, I'm a bum. Um, and it's, it's reassuring for her to come and tell me like, Hey, you know, your empire will be there eventually. You know, it's just going to take hard work. So I do question yeah. myself a lot, but if it wasn't for her, I probably would have quit last year. <laughs> oh, you wow. got a good wife. That yeah. is sweet. I love hearing that. Where can I get a sugar mama? I'm working on it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Don't yeah, doubt yourself. It not, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, she's not making she's not making money to the point that we're living like super luxurious, but. The money that she brings in allows us to at least cover the bills so there's no stress. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we're able to – I know we're able to eat at the end of the day, and, and, and we have a roof over our heads, and, and that's all that matters. Um, you know, we've even talked about trying to downsize and get rid of a lot of the stuff that we have to put that money towards the, the eventual businesses that we're trying to build. Nice. Dude, I, I wish you all the best. You're, you are awesome. You got so many things going on, so many irons in the fire, and I just, I want you to succeed. I want to be there, and I want to say, dude, I knew him when. That's all I want. I want I want success for everybody. You know, magic has a thing, and I'm sure music is the same way, where everybody wants that gig. Everybody, Everybody's out for themselves, and it's like, there's enough work for everybody. Why, why can't you put your friends on a pedestal and say, hey, support my friend. He's got a t-shirt company. He sells candles. He sells coffee. Go hang out with my friend. I'm telling everybody right now on my podcast. When this coffee comes out, go check it out. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'll, get, I'll be promoting on my end. You let me know, and I have that Facebook thing. I'll put it right underneath the comments on yours, and everybody be notified. It'll go right to the top. So I'll let everybody awesome. know. Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the things that um, 
you know, uh, I've learned in, in the short time that I've been doing this. And, and one of the things that I love is people don't know this, but me and you have, have, have communicated back and forth even after the first time I did the, the, the show with you guys. Um, and, and I like that. I like having that, that, that conversation back and forth. Um, it, it really gets that camaraderie as podcasters, as, as entrepreneurs. Um, and, and, and funny enough, people like you have supported me more than my own friends and family. And um, it's, it's a hard truth. Uh, a lot of people who are getting into, into content creating, that's one of the things that I think that people need to understand. Um, granted, it's not going to happen to everybody. Some people out there have really supportive families, really supportive friends. Um, but the majority of us, and, and you see it a lot in the band community and in, 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 in shows, uh, don't rely on family and friends because you're going to be met with disappointment. Um, there's always going to be that group that are expecting you to fail. They want to mm-hmm. be that person and see, I told you, so you fall. I, I knew you weren't going to do it. I knew it. Um, but those are also the same people that are going to come around when you're successful. Um, and when you give them the cold shoulder, they're going to be like, oh, man, you've changed. You're, changed. you're not like I used to be. It's like, no, I'm the same person. But you didn't, you didn't see my dream. And I don't expect you to understand my dream. It's not your dream. It's mine. Uh, but the takeaway from it is you became jaded because your dreams didn't work. You settled. I didn't. I I choose to go against the grain. Um, And so I like finding like-minded people. Um, And that's why I I, I stay in contact with you. And, and, you know, last year, when, when, that's why I asked your wife when we first got on the podcast, how she was feeling and stuff, because I remember all that stuff, you know, it's, it's, I appreciate you kind of being transparent and putting your personal life out there a little bit to that little glimpse um, people like me appreciate that stuff because I'm one of those type of people too. I, I don't. I'm an open book. I don't hide anything from people. I am who I am. Take me how I am, or not, or you don't. Like right. Plain and simple. Um, but yeah, I, I want to just say thank you again, like for having me on the show, for staying in touch with me, uh, because it does mean a lot. I, I, I don't have a family really. Uh, my kids don't really know my family. I've always been the black sheep of the family. Uh, my kids are missing out on, and my family's huge. I mean, my, my on my mom's side, my grandparents had eleven kids. Wow. Yeah, I'm the youngest of the first cousins. I have second and third cousins that are older than me. Um, So to be able to meet people who are like-minded, who support me, and I can in return show that same support, uh, it means a lot. Um, So, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I went on a little tangent there. No, 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 you're good. Marketing, promotion, anything you want to talk about, I tell it with my other friends. Call me. Brainstorm with me. I have fun doing it, and I learn stuff. Anytime you do a brainstorming session with people, you learn stuff. So, yeah, man, anytime you want to talk, I'm here. And awesome. I'm, here, I'm your buddy, man. You call me, I'll take care of you. We'll talk. I'll, I'll, say, I'll tell Natalie, hey, you're on hold. I got to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> she's not, she's not, she's not my uh, sugar mama, so I can, I can just tell her. To... <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's cool. When, when we're talking, I'll tell the wife, "Hey, go give her the tricks of the trade." <laughs> I'm building my own health business here. I'm working on it. Got to build, though. You you know, got to. You had a you had an eye injury recently. What what was that about? Oh, so I have what's called HSV of the eye. So it's basically a form of herpes. But it's not like the STD that most people are known of. There's different forms of herpes. Um, so you can get it if you've had chicken pox in your lifetime. Um, you're susceptible to shingles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I had shingles a few years ago, and it was caused. The doctor thinks it was caused by stress, so I ended up getting shingles on my belly, um, and it wasn't as painful as a lot of people told me that. Oh man, that must have been awful. I, I think I caught it early enough. It was just really itchy. They gave me pills. Well, the, the medication that they give you is the same type of medication they give people that have herpes. Um, it's just a very strong antibiotic. Um, so it's not curable. The problem is, is that the, the shingles that I had, that infection ended up traveling and getting into my eyes. Oh. Um, so I have glaucoma runs in my family. I ended up getting poked in my eye when my daughter was around two or three years old. And I think I already had it in my eyes at that point, but because she poked my eye, my eye wasn't able to heal properly and it made the HSV worse. Um, so I end up having, uh, it, it gets inflamed every now and then it becomes light sensitive. It basically feels like I have a uh, eyelash or something in my eye. So I'm constantly rubbing it. It gets watery. Yeah. Um, when it turns red, that's when it gets really bad. Cause I can't, I can't leave my room. If I go to the bathroom and turn the light on, it basically feels like somebody's taking their hands with claws and just grab the inside of my face and is just pulling on it. Is it, um, is it so one eye or both? I think it's in both. Um, because my left eye does bother me, but it's nowhere near as intense as the right where I actually got poked by my daughter. Um, but I will say that I have been, because I've been taking my health a little bit more seriously, I've been, uh, there's a shot that I take every day that it, it incorporates honey, uh, local honey, um, real, uh, ginger, apple cider vinegar, uh, lemon, hot water. Uh, turmeric, a bunch of other things that I put in this drink. I've been taking that every day. It's helped build my uh, my immune system up. Um, I've also been taking. Um, some of your friends may not agree with this, but I get uh, legal gummies uh, with the Delta Delta Nine variant. So it has like a small trace of THC in it. I take those at night. I take about a, a, a fourth of a full gummy every night. That helps actually clear up my vision uh, because my right eye is blurry at times because of the HSV. So I take that, and it helps to to make my vision a little bit better, but it also calms me. So I'm not as stressed out anymore. Uh, me also drinking an ounce of bourbon at night helps. Um, so I think being able to bring my stress levels down, have allowed my eye to actually heal this past time that it was inflamed. It got pretty bad, but since it went away, my eye has actually felt way better than it has in the past three years. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I used to have to do this to my eye. So I would have to basically, my eye was closed. I'd have to do this to it. To open uh, it because uh, it would, open. I wasn't able to open it because if I opened it too fast, it basically felt like somebody poked me in my eye. And so oh. then I wouldn't be able to see, it'd get water, it'd get red. Uh, funny enough, since I've been taking the gummy, since I've been taking the shot, since I've been drinking bourbon, after this past time it got inflamed, my eye, I'm able to open it in the mornings. And now it just basically feels like when you get those dry eye boogers in your, in your eye in the morning, you just kind of rub them away and it feels a little dry. It does that for about 10, 20 minutes until I'm fully awake and then it, 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 I'm fine. So Good. I'm hoping that I'm in a better spot now, but it, it is one of those things that just kind of pops up randomly. The, the bad part is that I don't have insurance, so I pay under the table uh, or over the counter when I go to see a doctor. Um, I hate the way the medical stuff is in our country because I pay, I pay about $90 every time I go see a doctor, an eye doctor, and now they're sending me stuff in the mail of stuff of hidden charges. And that really upsets me because I'm like, I, I, I was there to pay when I was there. Um, and then on top of that, the, the medication that I need, need to keep it under wraps, um, I need to get a doctor to sign for it, which is really frustrating because all it is is just a strong antibiotic. 
And in order for a doctor to sign the prescription, I have to go see him. So the, the prescription itself is only like four bucks for the pills, but I have to pay $90 to go talk to a doctor about something that I already know. Um, yeah. So that, that, that is frustrating. Um, I do have some drops that I use the, the name brand drops for $500. Um, I ended up getting the generic for $114. Um, I've had that bottle for two years and I only use it when my eye gets inflamed. The wife tells me to throw it away and I told her, no, it's a hundred, $114 bottle. of I drink up sets only this big. Uh, so I'm going to use it till it's gone. <laughs> Golly, my eyes are like, Woo. I need to take my contacts out now. Ah. Um, I'm all, yeah. So, Hey, we got He's like a hypochondriac. Yeah. So you- <laughs> we gotta change. My hands are sweaty. My eyes are itchy. So we got four minutes left, dude, and I gotta go through all this stuff. Are you still doing badass dudes at all? Uh, basic ass uh, dudes, yes, I am. Basic ass um, dudes, sir. Yeah, it's been on hiatus for the past year because of uh, one of the co-hosts, um, but I am trying to bring it back. I do have a, a couple people lined up that want to do a few episodes. Uh, in that show, we do talk about pop culture stuff, so we are uh, going to bring that back soon. I do have Matthew Thomas from Super Cool Radio. Who is a wrestling fan uh i come from the attitude era and he wants to talk wrestling so we will be doing some wrestling stuff uh coming out soon and that's basic ass dudes podcast or is that on youtube uh it's on it's a youtube show so it's uh, basic ass dudes but we do stream the audio only version on anchor uh funny enough youtube took down my uh one of my wrestling videos that we did but it's still on anchor so if you want to hear the audio version of that with me and matthew thomas it is on anchor and the Cognitive Discourse is the podcast. Is that on YouTube as well? Uh, yes. Now, that is backlogged. I, I, a lot of the newer episodes I still need to put on there. But if you are interested in seeing some of the other stuff that I do outside of podcasting, I do share a lot of that stuff on the YouTube channel. So my voiceover, my voiceover work, uh, any solo music that's outside of my metal stuff always goes straight to the Cognitive Discourse pod, uh, the YouTube page. And the Brutal, Brutal Block is on YouTube as well? Uh, Brutal Block is on uh, Super Cool Radio, so it, it, it is a side show. It's a third-party show on Super Cool Radio. Um, I do all the recording. I basically send it to him, and he releases a new episode every Tuesday at noon uh, for bands. So any bands out there interested in wanting to get on that, we do have a Facebook group uh, page that I made. So just look up Brutal Block, hosted by DJ JC on Facebook, um, and you can share your band on there, and we will get you on the show. Dude, you got so much stuff. We have that Facebook group. I'm going to put all these links in the comments. You got so much stuff. I want to see some t-shirt designs. Throw some t-shirt designs at me or I'll get them off your website and I'm going to put those up there too because I want to see them. You got so much stuff going on, man. And we didn't even talk about, I wanted to talk about comic book stuff. I wanted to really dive deep into that. Talk about your music more, but it just flies by whenever I hang out with you. So thank you for being here, man. It was awesome. I had fun, except for the eye thing. My eyes are itchy. But you started that, that conversation. I did start it. I did, it was my fault. But uh, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being on here, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. And like I said, if, you, if we go for around three, I'm, I'm always down, and we can we can talk about the nerdy. I'm always down for that as well. So just, just let me know. Dude, I do magic for a living. I can, I can slide into nerdy every once in a while. Awesome. All right. Only one more thing left for us. Uh, see, see you next, next week. week. Check us out online at WesIsley.com and Patreon.com forward slash Wes underscore Isley for behind-the-scenes videos, blooper videos, never-before-seen footage, discounts on merchandise, magic trick tutorials, and more. That's Wes Isley spelled W-E-S-I-S-E-L-I.